Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Today, we are talking, I mean, game-breaking, meta-shaking, lineup-altering, hip-thrusting, new content that has come from San Diego Studio. And you guys know that we shit upon the team at San Diego Studio a lot. Mostly mostly the, the gameplay team, the development team, uh, the content team. All year, but especially in the last like four to six weeks, has just absolutely annihilated content in a good way. want to make sure everyone realizes that's a good thing. Uh, just absolutely blow your balls off content. Absolutely unbelievable content. They've done a great job, not only with the names they're giving us, but with the attributes on these cards. They're not really shortchanging too many people. Um... And on the off chance they are short-changing short someone, it's in like one or two attribute categories, but the player still has plenty of utility. So, we're getting, I, I mentioned this last episode, we're getting to the point in the year where the cards are really going to start looking similar in terms of build, but it's all going to be about comfort level. Pick the swing you like, pick the style of team build you like, and you'll be fine. Fine, fine, fine. Today, we're going to go through all of the content that dropped starting with uh, the BR program rewards. Then we're going to talk event. Then we're going to talk uh, uh, monthly awards. Then we're going to talk new program. And then I'm going to show you where my lineup is right now. In my opinion, this is the way your lineups should look. You got preference. It's preference, preference, preference. So you guys do what you want. But in my opinion, right now, the way I like my teams built, I think this is the way your team should look. Again, you can call me an idiot. You can completely not do anything I'm saying. This is just my opinion. Okay? Uh, streams this week. Tuesday night. Wednesday night. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Both of those nights. Uh, and then there will be a stream sometime Sunday evening. I just don't know what time yet. Um, I am, this is a crazy work weekend, we have an event at our headquarters, so I have to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so it's just a matter of what time I get home, and I feel ready to go, alright? So, that's the plan, let's talk turkey. Let's talk turkey. What did I say we're starting with? Oh yes, the BR program. Shout out to loyal listener, and viewer, and homie of the stream, Scott, Scotty... <laughs> Drafted us a 12-0 team last week. We went flawless for the third time. On the day the BR program dropped. It was a wild game. The final uh, the final inning of the of the uh, uh, flawless run is on TikTok. Shout out to another loyal homie, Dilly, for editing that. Um, we were down by three to a top 50 player in extra innings in the bottom half and walked it off with Robinson Cano. It was an unbelievable moment. Uh, one of my favorite streams we've ever done, uh, just because I was cracked, okay? But we finished the BR program. We sold the reward for 800,000 stubs the night of the BR program drop, and then I purchased him back later. He actually helped me to my World Series run that I finished a couple days ago. But here are the cards. We're not going to go over the bronze, silver, golds. They're good. No point in going over them. Uh, Ryan Howard is the 90-point uh, reward. 99 Retro Finest. This is the Ryan Howard we've been waiting for. This card is insane. 125 contact right with 125 power and power uh, power right and power left. 101 contact left's good, not great. It's not a big deal. It's not going to hinder this card all that much. 77 in the field, 69, very nice arm. 40 speed, so he's slower than shit. This is a viable starter. You want to use him at first? Fucking go for it. You won't catch me complaining or making fun of you. 
This is a good card. It's not in my lineup, but it's a good card. At worst, at worst, it's a pinch hitter off the bench. I do not use him in that capacity because I have yet to feel comfortable with Ryan Howard's swing. However, in the event that's going on right now, I will give Ryan Howard a try because if he works on the bench, I'll plug him in there. Absolutely. And here we go. Our two new flawless rewards or BR rewards. We can't really call them flawless awards anymore. 99 Retro Finest Corey Kluber. He's back. As you can see, I've got him P3. 40 out of uh, 74 to P3. So we've been cruising with Corey Kluber. Sinker Slurve Cutter 4-seam changeup. He's got the same pitch mix his cards basically always do. Um, things to love. His control is phenomenal. His BB per 9 is phenomenal. He puts the ball exactly where you want. His velo starts at a 90. That's pretty good. Pretty good. His ball moves a ton. It goes right where you want. He's got 114 hits per 9 to start. Insanely good card. I even hit a home run with him in Conquest. Not that that matters. It was on All-Star, but hey, I'm taking it. Uh, he, through six innings of online play, has a 1.5 ERA. He actually pitched my World Series game, and we got a rage quit. Um, very good card. Only one strikeout in six innings. It's too little of a sample size for that to be a problem. I had an opponent who just put the ball in play a good amount. So we'll see. But, very good card. Happy with it. For the third year in a row, and no one's complaining, 20, uh, 2020 postseason Corey Seager is back. Shortstop with second and third base as primaries. I mean, just a fucking stupid card. He starts at 85 in the field. A 70 arm is a little on the low side, but if you put him at second, it doesn't matter. Um, 118 contact right, 113 power right. Very, very nice. He's got reverse splits, which put him at P5 max contact and max power versus lefties. This card is juiced to the gills. I cannot recall the attributes on the first two times we got this card. I know both times he was reverse splits, which we like. Lefty hitters like Corey Seager reverse splits are very, very good. This might be the best one we've gotten. The, the, the fielding is what I'm not remembering as much because the fielding with 85 is pretty damn good. It's a very good card. 47 speed's a little slow out of my middle infielder. 13 base running aggressiveness. He does not round the bases too well, but this ball's going to hit... Uh, this card, rather, is going to hit absolute fucking moonshots. So... Really, really, really good card. Next up, let's look at the September monthly awards program, the final monthly awards program, and boy, oh boy, did they deliver. I hate that we have to scroll all the way to where we left off in these stupid programs. Okay, here we go. The 98 overall pack actually has viable cards in it. Camilo Duvall. Probably should be in your bullpen. Slider, cutter, sinker, outlier on the cutter. Crazy good. 116 hit per 9, 99 velo, 99 break. Surprisingly, incredibly good control. Funky release. Put this card in your bullpen. Eloy Jimenez. Dude, absolutely insane swing. Crazy good card. Is it a ranked card? No, but it doesn't matter. This card is nasty for events. It's fun in BR. He's got a crazy good swing. Jose Alvarado, another should-be-in-your-bullpen type of guy. It's rare for these monthly awards programs to give us viable, quote-unquote, base-round options. SDS did a great job giving us bullpen. They know we need bullpen help. We always need bullpen help. Bullpen uh, pitchers either get very stale, because we've used them for so long, or they just get phased out because they don't cycle us good ones frequently enough. They did a great job here. Jose Alvarado, sinker-cutter, 12-6-4 seam. Yes, technically he throws three curve, um, three fastballs. The sinker, the cutter, the exact same speed. 
They move different ways. I wish they would have had a little bit of a speed differential. Fastball coming in hot at 99. We like that. 12-6 curve is going to hang. You need to make sure you really bury it or, or that your opponent has no idea what's going on. I don't suggest you throw that a ton. Jose Alvarado should be a strikeout pitcher who actually ends up getting quite a bit of weak contact instead because you can just sit velo. Um, but small PCI, crazy velo, really good break. This is a good card. He's not my go-to lefty. He's probably my third best lefty, but still, with lefties being in short supply, use this card. Jose Quintana, uh, a fun 98 overall starter, throws a sinker, four pitches. Um, 110 hits per nine is nice. What holds this card back is the four pitches and the lack of velo, but he's going to put the ball wherever you want. So if you're a Cardinals guy, good for you. Uh, Marcus Semien. Marcus Semien has an elite swing. This card is very good. I wish his power versus left was a little higher, but I understand this card is a reflection of his September. So if he didn't hit a lot of homers versus righties or didn't have a high ISO versus righties, it's not going to happen. Uh, but this card is nuts good. He's a ton of fun to use. Not a ranked option, option in my opinion. Excuse me, I keep burping. But in all other formats, this card is fucking gross. Absolutely great. Seth Brown um, apparently plays center field for the A's. Had no idea. Thought he was a corner outfielder. But this card actually has a really good swing. Um, it's weird. Some Seth Brown cards I rake with, and some I could just suck a pee-pee with. And this one is good. Um, 88 in the field. 78 speed, mashes righties, decent against lefties. Fun card, 98 overall. To the 99s. Yes, that's right. The second round of monthly awards, they gave us three 99s. Blake Snell, insane month. Good for Blake Snell. Don't use this card. Joe Random Pitch, pitch Mix. In real life, Joe Random Pitch Mixes work. In the video game, they don't really. Four-seam slider, curveball, sinker. Uh, sorry, circle change, not a sinker. Uh, 111 hits per nine. Cool. Uh, not great control, middling velo. Listen, if you like Blake Snell, if you're a Padres fan, congratulations on beating the Mets. Good for you. Um, I just, I don't know if Blake Snell's it. Carlos Correa, really good card. Power versus right at 90 is a little on the lower side, but he's a, basically an impeccable fielder with 91 fielding, 99 arm. Um, 96 reaction is just stupid. Crazy good against lefties, 121 contact left, 104 power left. I wish he offered more against righties, but that's okay. And then this card, this this is like a legit startable card at several different positions. Eduardo Escobar got a 99. Some people thought he should have been the Lightning. I don't think those people were necessarily incorrect. <laughs> a pat on the back, I did correctly predict Boba Shett. Um, but they said, fuck it, let's give Eduardo Escobar a 99 anyway. Um, what, this I have him P2, so we're going to subtract. You know what happens when I subtract. Sometimes I make mistakes, but we're going to do our best here. 110 contact right. 103 power right, plenty, because his swing is nice, 101 contact left, 120 power left, really good, really, really, really effing good, 82 in the field to start, which is not bad, 67 speed, right now I have him at a 69 speed, very nice, vision being an 80 is a little, little low, now that we know what vision does, but listen, this you want to start this card at second base? Fucking go for it. You want to start at a shortstop? Go for it. You want to put it at third? Go for it. I don't think you should play him at first. There are plenty of other options. I don't think you should put him in the corner outfield. There are plenty of other options. But if you want to go uh, in this order, second, short, third, go for it. Go for it. There are going to be better defensive options if you play him at second or short. Third is his best position for obvious reasons. It's his primary. Uh, but this card is playable in the infield. 
in the infield. And then finally, Lightning Bo Bichette. Max versus lefties off the rip. High contact, above average power against righties. 81 on the field with a 95 arm and 76 speed. If Jimmy Rollins didn't exist, this would be a lot of people starting shortstops. I think Jimmy Rollins is better because he's a switch hitter who has more speed and is basically perfect in the field. If you used Bo Bichette, more power to you. I don't, I'm not upset at you. I think Bo Bichette is at least a card that's in the conversation to start. I still think Jimmy Rollins is better, as he should be, quite honestly, because he was a collection reward. But if you go out there and start Bo Bichette and I'm pitching a lefty, I'm petrified. So if you're if you're good with Bo's swing, go for it. I've been using him exclusively on All-Star, and I'm hitting 471 with seven nukes. So he's a good card. Next up, we should probably just mention the fact that they dropped a crazy good Aaron Judge, my king, 62 home run card. Look at this beautiful demon. This is up there with the Pujols card art as one of the sexiest things I've ever seen. He's max versus righties. 125 power left with a 107 contact left. 75 vision's a little low, but it's okay. 95 in the field, 93 arm, 99 reaction, 70 speed. They juice my mans to the gills. A little upset his contact versus left's not higher because I think he did just fine against lefties, but hey, that's the Yankees bias in me. I tried using him in ranked. I didn't feel incredibly comfortable. I'm hitting 435 with him. A lot of that is during a BR run. As you can see online, in 23 at-bats, I have zero home runs. Six doubles, ten hits. He hits a lot of line drives. Maybe I suck. Maybe I'm stinky poo-poo. But, like, in 23 at-bats of online play, a lot of it on All-Star and BR, I don't have a home run with him. Something felt off. So my guy Aaron Judge, he's on the all-time Yankee team. I will continue to draft him in BR or use him in events when I can. Unfortunately, I just don't think he is the guy in right field right now. I would not play him in center field. If you rake with Aaron Judge cards, use them. Attribute-wise, this card's a viable starter. I just couldn't figure it out. However, I'm in love, in love with this card. Next up, event. Two new event cards. This one's fun. 99 tops now Noah Syndergaard from when he went with two home runs and four RBIs and pitched eight innings. So, you know, four-seam sinker, throws hard, outlier on the sinker, 98 hits per nine. There's not a ton to write home about pitching-wise. 99 velo, 95 control is good. 99 break is good. He's fine. However, when you throw in the hitting attributes, he starts out with 66 contact right and 83 power right as a lefty hitter. <laughs> Excuse me. He's going to hit some nookie dookies. And he's even decent against lefties. 40 contact left, 56 power left. Listen, you want to put him in your rotation? Go ahead. If you're good with Syndergaard, go ahead. You guys will see later on when we talk about my, my lineup and my, my team and where it is. Pitching is very much a comfort thing. If you're comfortable with Noah Syndergaard, go ahead. The 20 win reward is Nuts99 Bryce Harper for his walk-off Grand Slam in 2019. This is a starting caliber right fielder. Not for me because I have other options I love, but Bryce Harper has an elite swing. And if you're one of those folks who absolutely mashes with Bryce Harper, put him in. Um, power left, max at 125, we love to see. Contact left, 110, we love to see. Just like Corey Seager, he's a reverse split guy. Uh, I also think that is generally indicative of his career. He hits lefties well. Um, this is a good card. 90 in the field, 99 accuracy with his arm, 88 arm strength, 92 reaction, 76 speed. It's a great card. 
I am surprised that this is the avenue to which they've given Bryce his best card. Because I imagine he's not getting a retro finest. I could be wrong. There's still a lot of game left. But it just feels like this is his best card. I, I'm not upset about it. Didn't say I was upset. I'm definitely surprised that a Topps Now event card is the best Bryce Harper we're probably going to get. But I've been proven wrong before. If we get a retro finest from his MVP seasons, the cards could be nuts. So we'll see. And now we go to the program. The Fall Stars program, which has quite literally shaken the game. We'll start with the henchmen, some of which also shake the game. 98 Whitey Ford, he's not one of them. Yankee legend, however, so mad props. Stores a sinker, funky delivery, whatever. 97 Madison Bumgarner, it seems very odd to get a 97 right now. I don't quite understand why. I imagine that's because we're going to get a retro finest Madison Bumgarner at some point. But it just, it, it felt exceptionally strange to get a 97 here. 99, Willie Stargell. Put him on the bench against lefty pitching. He's uh, Righty pitching, rather, sorry. He's going to rake. 119 contact right, 125 power right. Not bad against lefties either. This is a bench bat only, in my opinion. If you put him in left field, you have, like, legitimate problems because there should be plenty of other options out there, and he's not going to be good. Nice bat, though. Um, Joe Carter... He's whatever. We knew we were going to get a 99 of him at some point. 86 contact right literally neutralizes him and makes him, makes him useless. 102 power right is also really bad. Good against lefties. Kirk Gibson. Everyone loved him when he first dropped. This card is only marginally better than that one. Like, it, it is noticeably better, but also at the same time marginally better, if that makes sense. Fun card. If you rake with his swing, go for it. But this one. This one right here. Let's talk about Luis Gonzalez, 2001 Retro Finest. Holy shit. 80 in the field, 60 speed. 82 reaction. Could you play him in left? Probably. I don't know if I trust him, and I also think there are better options. However, whoo, sheesh. This is a good card. Why is it a good card? <laughs> His bat is effing stupid. 125 contact right, 125 power right. That's maximum. 117 contact left, 125 power left. That's almost maximum. This card at P5 is, if you only talk about the four hitting categories, a top 10 card in the game. Add in the fact that he starts at 114 vision, 121 discipline, 125 clutch, 35 bunt. Just kidding. This is a great card. It's an absolutely crack card who is on my bench as of now. Bench is another one of those places where it should be very fluid based on what you're comfortable with. Luis Gonzalez in the event right now is in his tryout phase. Billy Williams or Luis Gonzalez are kind of my options there. I love both of them, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, but Luis Gonzalez is disgusting. And now we go to the bosses. Seven, uh, I'd say six of the eight are like must-owns. The other two are decent, and I would not blame you for taking them. We start with George Herman Babe Ruth who off the rip is maximum everything hitting. <laughs> Just an insane card. Okay, and here we go. I, this is the attribute test. Through 15 online at-bats, 10 of which, 11 of which, are Hall of Fame to my World Series run. We're hitting 667 with 6 home runs and 12 RBIs. He started 6 for 6 with me with 4 home runs. This card absolutely slaps. He belongs in every starting lineup. I play him at first. You could play him in right. He also plays left. Fuck it. Kill the defense and put him at second. I don't care. This card belongs in every team. He's free if you play the program. Just get him. It, it's that simple. 
Bob Gibson, I've been yearning, lusting, waiting for a 99 Retrofinest Bob Gibson, and they gave us one. This card is in my rotation. I love this card. In six online innings, I have not allowed a run. I've not allowed a base runner, I don't think. No, I, ha I haven't allowed a base runner yet. Six strikeouts, six innings. Uh, one of that was a Hall of Fame rage quit after one inning. The rest has been the event. Throws a sinker, throws hard, has very good control. BB per nine is a little on the low side, but you can get away with that because he has so much break on his pitches, so people will swing and miss. Couple that with a low hits per nine, or high hits per nine, small PCI. That's what I meant. Uh, this card is very, very good. Chris Sale is one of the two Mac cards, and it's really just because he doesn't throw a fifth pitch. 120 hits per nine, 90 velo, 99 break, with 95 control, 100 BB per nine. He's going to put the ball exactly where you want. I am the type of person who sucks against Chris Sale. So if you pitch him against me, congratulations, you're going to get the win. I personally cannot pitch well with Chris Sale, so it's a weird combination there. Um, he's a cool card. I think he is a tier, a clear tier below the six good cards in this program, but he's still, he's still worth using. Dennis Eckersley, put him in your bullpen because bullpen options suck. 125 hits per nine, funky release, slider, sinker, uh, 76 velo you can get away with because of his release point, but he literally will put it anywhere you want. 97 control, max 125 BB per nine. Just put him wherever you want. Or put the ball wherever you want. Put him in your bullpen. I don't know if... So, closer is like a fake role in, in Diamond Dynasty. I don't know if I would peg him as like my go-to ninth inning stopper. I would probably feel more comfortable using him in the sixth or seventh innings where if, if you have a guy who can hit him, you still have time to come back. But still, based on the attributes, based on the release point, put him in the bullpen. Lindor. To me, this is the worst card in the program. Others may disagree, and that's totally fine. But to me, given the attributes of the other hitter cards you've released in this program, starting Lindor with 95 contact right is a problem. Is it accurate? Yes, because in 2017, his contact first right, I think he hit like 258 was the number, somewhere in the 250s. That is reflective there. Technically, 95 is even boosting from that 250-something average. However... It's unfortunate because Lindor is a fan favorite card. Listen, he's still great across the board everywhere else. 76 speed, 97 in the field, 99 reaction. He's going to be a hoover at shortstop. He doesn't have any secondaries, so that kind of stinks. Uh, switch hitter, some people think he has a nice swing. I particularly don't care for Francisco Lindor cards. Um, but he's on your all-time Cleveland team. He's on your all-time Mets team. If you like Lindor, go for it. In my opinion, he's the worst of the eight. Jimmy Fox, <laughs> fucking crazy. Just like Babe Ruth, Max hitting to start. First baseman with catcher and third base. You guys will see when I show you my team, but I actually have Jimmy Fox as my most important bench piece because he can hit either hand pitching. He can play both corners. And if I need to pinch run for my catcher, Jorge Posada, because he's slower than dog shit, I know that if I replace him with Jimmy Fox, I have a competent person later in the game. Jimmy Fox is not good in the field. He's going to be a little iffy at catcher. However, the way I like the way my team working, Jimmy Fox belongs on the bench for me. That doesn't mean he's a bench card. This is a starting caliber card. Don't get me wrong. This card is nuts. But I look at my first base options, I'm happy there. I look at my third base options, I'm happy there. Catcher, Jorge Posada, anything you touch is a home run. So Jimmy Fox works perfectly on the bench for the way I build my team.
Joseph Barbara Maurer. 92 power left certainly a little bit on the disappointing side, but it doesn't matter, I don't think. I think his swing elevates the ball very well. I think 92 power certainly plays up. He's max contacts, 115 power right, 98 in the field, 55 speed. I think he's the best overall catcher, the most well-rounded. Like I said, though, for now, Posada's my guy. I thought Joe Maurer was going to be my no-doubt lock-him-in catcher. I've said that on this podcast multiple times. But Posada's just been disgusting for me. So, Joe Maurer's waiting in the wings if I decide to make a change or if my lineup gets a little righty-heavy. Right now, I found my lineup to be very lefty-heavy. So that's why Maurer had to take a seat as well. Uh, But Joe Maurer, very, very good card. Here he is. The man we've been waiting for. Ken Griffey Jr. is finally good and finally here. Uh, When you get him P4... Yes. When you get him P4, he has three max hitting stats, and that'll also put him to 116, 115 contact left. And the card's disgusting. Plays the field. Runs well. Great arm. Hits everything. Let's all just forget the other 99 Ken Griffey Jr. happened. Let's laugh at it. Let's point and make jokes. This card is legit. The Takashi series art is beautiful. I love it. I'm surprised they didn't give us a retro finest, but I don't think it matters because this essentially looks like one. So it's totally fine with me. And Vladdy Daddy is here, which leads me to believe at some point we're also going to get a 99 Vlad Jr. At least I hope we do. Uh, Max hitting stats in three categories. 104 power right plays way the hell up. I'm not concerned about that. 80 in the field is not great, but we learned last year with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., his reaction, speed, and arm strength make up for a lot of the lack of fielding in the attribute category. This card's great. He's a cheat code. He has an insane swing. I'm off to a slow start with it. I think 385 with two nukes. So, he's great. He's great. And here's... Guys, we're going to end here with the lineup and how it's looking. This, in my opinion other than an option or two, is how I think we should be building our teams. In left field, I have Andrew McCutcheon. He had been my center fielder forever. Technically, Ken Griffey Jr., who's now my center fielder, is a better defensive player, and when I get him one or two more parallels, his speed will even be better. Ken Griffey Jr., assuming he doesn't get dog shit animations, we'll say, is my center fielder. Right field, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Right field is kind of a little more of a flexible spot. You could have Judge... If you want Babe Ruth in right field, you got Babe Ruth there. Um, Luis Gonzalez, Sean Green, flexible position. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr., given his uh, uh, glitchy swing, hitting attributes, and the fact that he's a 99 arm, I think he is the best option in right field. At third base, you thought I was kidding. I'm not. George Brett's still here. I think George Brett is still the best third baseman. Josh Donaldson is excellent. Gary Sheffield is excellent. I love George Brett. He's staying here for the time being. It might get boring at some point, and at that point, we'll reconsider. But right now, it's George Brett. Jimmy Rollins, as I said, is the go-to shortstop. Listen, I'm hitting 439 with 47 home runs. A lot of it Hall of Fame. He's a really good card. He's my leadoff hitter. He's insane. Robinson Cano at second base is the point of controversy I want to... Not controversy, but like, this is the spot where I think people will have the most uh, diversity. Robinson Cano was one of my favorite players of all time. He just was the hero in my BR run. He actually had two walk-off home runs in that BR run. Um, I'm a Yankee piece of shit. I, this Cano card's great. At P5, we got 99 on the field, 99 reaction. He's a hoover. An absolute hoover. 
125 contact right, crazy power left. His build is nice. I think Corey Seager offensively is a better option at second. He's also not as good defensively. I like well-rounded cards at this point in the year. Technically, Mookie Betts could play second, and he's still a top-tier option. I don't see a lot of people using him, but he can be used. Hank Aaron, if he's not in your outfield, can be playing second base, which is so silly, but it's fine. I'm not complaining. Jorge Posada can go to second base. Uh, you could attempt to put, like, your George Brett at second base, put Donald's at third. Second base is a very flexible position. If there's any spot on this team that I think it's okay to be a little crazy, Eduardo Escobar, like we said before, who just came out, second base is that place. Cano, for me, is my guy. Again, if we start getting too lefty-heavy, he might be on the chopping block. Maybe for a Corey Seager who smacks lefties. I know he's still a lefty swing, but it's fine. That's just where I'm at. First base is the babe. Yeah, is he good in the field? Absolutely fucking not. But first base is like the spot where it matters least. So it's fine. Uh, 65 speed at P1 with his funny little babe jog. I love him. Jorge Posada's catching. Anything you so much as fucking queef on is a 7,000 foot home run. Uh, he is a perfect, perfect machine. I love this card. I love Jorge. I love the Yankees. Thank you. My bench. This is all based on comfort level. So do what you'd like. But we have Jimmy Fox, like I said before. Chipper Jones smashes lefties, also is a switch hitter. It's it's nice to have a switch hitter on the bench if you can. If you have multiple switch hitters, even better. I like to have a switch hitter on the bench. I finally have found a way to make it make sense, so Chipper is on the bench. Jackie Robinson is on the bench mostly because of his speed, almost entirely because of his speed, but he is flexible in the field with second, first, third, and left, and he also has max contacts. So if I'm in a pinch, uh, my bench is gone, and I do need to pinch hit with somebody, I can feel confident that Jackie will at least put the bat on the ball. Uh, against right-handed pitching, Luis Gonzalez right now is in his tryout phase. Billy Williams is an option. Ryan Howard is an option. There are plenty of other. Larry Walker is an option. Uh, right now, we're going with Luis Gonzalez and Sean Green. Sean Green, for me, is going to stick. I absolutely love his swing, even if there are guys with better other attributes, like versus lefties or fielding or speed or whatever. I love the Sean Green swing. I think it, his follow-through is beautiful, so he's going to stay for now. Notice here, other than shortstop, which is 99 speed, I'm never taking Jimmy Rollins out of the game because he's a, he's 99 speed, I have every position covered. Catcher with Jimmy Fox, first base with Jimmy Fox, Jackie Robinson, and Sean Green. Second base with Jackie. Shortstop, we don't need, as I said. Third base with Jimmy Fox, Chipper Jones, technically oh, Jackie as well. Outfield spots covered with Luis Gonzalez and Sean Green. If I need to put Jackie in center field, I'm sure he'd be fine. Sean Green can play center field. I have both corner options covered. I can pinch hit or pinch run for essentially every single position on this team. When building your bench, just think about those options. Keep uh, secondary positions in mind. Now, pitching, it's all comfort. You use who you like. As you can see here, I have taken officially 99 Sig Series Randy Johnson out of my lineup, out of my rotation. I On Hall of Fame, I keep getting my doors blown off with Randy Johnson. All of a sudden, like a month ago, two months ago, six weeks ago, it just seemed like people were like, oh, I can hit Randy now. You can't pitch him on Hall of Fame. Anything Hall of Famer below, he gets rocked. I think he's a legend pitcher, and that's it. And I don't play on legend. I make legend and I stop. So... My rotation now is Bob Gibson, Corey Kluber, Mikey Moose, Cliff Lee, and Zach Greinke. Cliff Lee is going to be the most uh, controversial one here, but I adore Cliff Lee. 54 innings, 3.13 ERA. He's disgusting. I love him. 
The bullpen should be pretty much the same for everybody. Uh, I like Joel Mantiply quite a bit as a lefty, so that's why he's in there. My general build is five righties and three lefties. Some people like to go four and four. Some people go six righties, two lefties. I don't think that's safe. Um, do what you need to do. Pitch and construct your bullpen the way it needs to be constructed. I think it's actually ironic and hysterical that Blake Trinan, Raleigh Fingers, and Dennis Eckersley are all on the Oakland A's and somehow in my bullpen after they had one of the worst fucking seasons of all time. But that's fun. Um, but this is my team, guys. If you have questions, let me know. If you think otherwise to how I've constructed my team, put it in the comments. Let me know who's playing second base for your team, all right? That's what I want to know in the comments. Who is playing second base for your team? Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Catching streams on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Sunday. At some point, I'll update you guys on the time when I figure out what the hell is going on with my work schedule. Uh, but that's it. Enjoy the new content. The gameplay still sucks, but the content is the best it's ever been. And that is not hyperbolic. I, I sincerely mean that. If, if anybody on the gameplay team listens to this podcast, which, first of all, thank you, I'm shocked. But second of all, sincerely, truly, you guys are killing it. You guys and girls are killing it. You should all get raises. Every single one of you. Whether you've been there for 10 years or you just started yesterday. Every single one of you on the content team should get a raise. The dev team. Maybe we take some of their money away and give it to you. We'll talk. They're, they're separate. That's a different conversation. Hopefully LB23 is better. But here we go, guys. Great time with the content. Please enjoy it. Catch me on uh, twitch.tv slash kdjtv. I'll talk to you guys next week.